the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. DC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Strong earthquake shaking Indonesia. Luckily, the most recent quake only caused minor damage, despite measuring 5.7 on the Richter scale. The epicenter of the tremor was 11 miles southeast of the city of Banjar. Banjar is located between West Java and Central Java provinces. Just two weeks earlier, a quake measuring 5.6 on the Richter scale killed over 300 people in West Java, making it the deadliest quake in Indonesia since the 2018 quake and tsunami killed over 4,300 people on the island of Sulawesi. I'm Karen Chamas. Many people on the big island of Hawaii bracing for a major upheaval if lava from Mauna Loa volcano slides across a key highway and blocks the quickest route connecting two sides of the island. Molten rock could make that road, officials say, entirely impassable. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. In response to widespread protest in China, the Biden administration is tepid and sheepish in its response. Congressman Mike Gallagher. This White House sort of constantly fears offending China. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 2 o'clock hour, some Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Bird coming up. But right now, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, your weather forecast. Sunny and a high of 16 today. Tonight, mostly clear skies, low of 12. Sunday, sunny with a high near 30. Get yourself in position to bag your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast Thursday mornings at 7 and 11 a.m. plus 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range with two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My game, dominating all Twin Cities media, which we have been doing. We, in this case, being myself, uh, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Jack Tomczak, the new guy, who, by the way, is out today, uh, out on assignment. Uh, NASCAR Kelly will be in joining him as we continue to expand uh, the farm club for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Which reminds me, by the way, I think Walter Hudson can start guest hosting again now that he's been elected. Congratulations, Walter Hudson, by the way, on being one of the uh, great bits of good news this past week, uh, taking your uh, spot in the Minnesota State House. Good God, we're going to need you and the rest of the uh, GOP majority. And I'm feeling pretty good about the minority we have in the House anyway. It's not a majority. 
but it's a good, solid minority full of good, solid people. And I'm looking forward to having a lot of them on the show this next two years here. Uh, also, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on the AM 12A, The Patriot, and uh, King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1340, The Businessmen, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11. Uh, by the way, all four of us among us dominating Twin Cities media for the last, gosh, this March, it will be 19 years. And that is a dynasty by any definition of the term. So anyway, one of the things that has been going on almost as long as the Northern Alliance radio network itself is the institution of Berg's Law. Now, Berg's Law are these observations I've made, all of which started out, I mean, almost all of which started out as satire, almost japing at reality, all of which I have soon come to realize over time were in fact, well, simultaneously satire and still nonetheless also ironclad representations of political behavior, human behavior really, but especially political behavior, because most of them relate to the behavior of the political and media classes. And one of those laws, and and by the way, the, the big ones are Berg's seventh law, which relates to how the left projects its own thoughts and deeds onto the right, which we'll be talking about again. Uh, frankly, we wind up talking about that on just about every show, uh, especially in Ray, uh, the, the, the culture war. Uh, Berg's eighth law, which is that Democrats will always, well, the Democrats who bother to show any respect for Republicans at all, show respect for the ones who can't possibly win until they threaten them in any way. And, of course, Berg's 18th law, which says don't believe anything that you hear from the media about any particularly emotionally wrenching event uh, until at least 48 to 72 hours have passed. Uh, because the media is so focused on scooping each other that they're not going to actually give you the facts. Speaking of which, by the way, we had a bit of a Berg's 18th Law reference come out this past couple weeks, because you may recall a tragic, uh, atrocious mass shooting a couple weeks ago at a gay bar in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Uh, which, by the way, was blamed on all conservatives. It was blamed on everyone to the right, quite frankly, of Paul Wellstone. It was blamed on stochastic terror, in other words, the terror of saying things that some people find hurtful. And then it was revealed that the shooter, whose name I will not utter because that's what these people seek, infamy, uh, it it turned out that this person was, and I quote, non-binary. This came out of court filings. It was reported by the New York Times. And, And while apologists for the hard left said, hey, you're going to take this off of a court filing? Well, yes, I am. And in fact, once this became fairly well confirmed that this person was in fact what they call non-binary, who someone who doesn't identify as male or female, uh, let's just read the updates to this story that have come out uh, from the mainstream media since, uh, since the news of his non-binary status came out. <clears throat> I just got a big blank white sheet of paper in front of me. Nothing. This story has completely gone down the memory hole. I, I, I got into a discussion about this with a progressive, I don't want to say friend, but acquaintance of mine who pointed out, well, of course, it, in the immediate aftermath of the shooting, said, well, of course, it's about conservatives demeaning and attacking LGBTs, uh, LGBTQ, and, and the rest of the alphabet soup that describes the population 
Uh, that's it's hateful stuff that makes people doubt their own sanity and, and, and want to kill themselves and other people. And I said, well, Berg's 18th law applies. We don't know what the facts are yet. So maybe want to back off the claims a little bit. Well, certainly uh, the, the truth came out uh, as Berg's law, in fact, said it, it should eventually, not immediately, but eventually once the political imperative to not waste a crisis passed, the truth leaked out and the story pretty much disappeared. Now, this left of center acquaintance of mine said, well, his father was a, a MAGA Republican who is anti-gay. Well, perhaps, perhaps that has something to do with it. I mean, perhaps bad parenting had something to do with an awful lot of, of spree killers. It's it's not a stretch to say that the things that, that raise, that create the, 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 the chemical and parenting imbalances and and mistakes and bits and pieces of evil that break off into the real world may just have something to do with raising spree killers, don't you think? But it, it brought me back to two things that I discussed over the last year. You, you may recall an interview I did actually in 2021, a year and a half ago with a fellow named Angus Fox, a uh, self-described gay British progressive academic who wrote a series of articles, a series of six or seven pieces in Quillette magazine uh, that I interviewed him over about the log rolling, gaslighting, and, and mind warpery that the trans community focuses on young people, especially young, teenage, uh, neurodivergent young men who are addicted to video games and are suddenly completely isolated in the world of uh, the, the post-COVID lockdown world, who were already having trouble uh, identifying as themselves in the real world. And suddenly the real world got focused down to whatever is on their little screens as they sit in their mom's basements. And suddenly this massive avalanche of encouragement to say, hey, maybe your gender is not what you have been told it is, overtakes many of these young primarily men, primarily intelligent, primarily neurodivergent. That's a, a politically correct way of saying on the spectrum, as as we used to say, which itself was a politica, uh, politically correct way of saying Asperger's or autism or someplace on that spectrum. Now, I bring this up because one one thing I point out in, in discussing conservative and social attitudes toward LGBT is that it's been a known fact since I was in high school in the 1980s, 20 years ago, <clears throat> that one of the worst things you could do to a gay person, a, a young gay high school student, was to force them to turn into something they're not. They, they knew this in the 1980s. They didn't always practice it evenly. There are certainly some school districts out there that, that and churches and social institutions that didn't practice that knowledge or didn't accept that knowledge. But it's been generally accepted that, that forcing someone to be something they're not causes horrific damage to people's psyches. Now, connect this dot here, folks. If you take a young man, hypothetically who is wrestling intensely with his own identity and you log roll the bejeebers out of him as to what he really should be. And, and so that you, you convince him at least on the surface to be something he's not. 
Well, that could certainly happen from a socially conservative, binary, black or white gender activist like myself. But it could also be just as easily done by people on the infinite number of genders spectrum who are convincing young men and women that they aren't who they say they are in exactly the same way. Now, we don't know which crowd drove the insane young man in Colorado Springs over the edge. I was just going to say Berg's 18th loss is still very much in effect when it comes to something that's this far out. Anyway, we're not even talking. What I wanted to talk about, in fact, was one of the lesser known Berg's laws. Berg's 17th law of media prioritization. It's a two point law. It's probably the longest of the Berg's laws. Uh, clause number one. Uh, nothing any Democrat says or does up to and including violating federal law and national security will ever be held against them. We'll see. Uh, the second clause, the one that bears on today's news, is this. <clears throat> and I quote, on the other hand, anything untoward or that can be interpreted, uh, interpreted as being untoward, regardless of intent or context that is or is reputed to be done, said, hinted at, or speculated to have done, done, said, or hinted at by any Republican officeholder, no matter how obscure or inconsequential, a candidate, whether mainstream or far fringe, party official, contributor, voter, supporter, rally attendee, or any putative supporter, contributor, or rally attendee, or anyone claiming or reputed to have been at any time a Republican party member, supporter, sympathizer, or rally attendee, will not only be treated like it's evidence in a federal trial, but imputed to every conservative anywhere, regardless of the context, accuracy, or even truthfulness. Now, I say this in reference to an episode that has been in all the headlines this past week that has left me troubled, shall I say, by an awful lot of people on the right, and even more, as usual, on the left. Uh, the putative dinner between uh, involving former President Trump, Kanye West, Milo Yiannopoulos, and a fellow named Nick Fuentes. Now, we all know who Kanye West is. We know who Kanye West was, a very influential rapper, a very inflammatory person, someone who is just probably, even 10 years ago, was widely regarded to be on the edge of sanity, and like a lot of artists, kind of a, a, a frothy mix of brilliance and insanity working all at the same time. Uh, it, by the way, those of you who remember when he uh, kind of grabbed the microphone at the Grammy Awards and uh, from Mike Myers and said, George W. Bush hates black people. See, that's the same Kanye West. Uh, watching Mike Myers wishing that he could just crawl off the stage and disappear. Or the same Kanye West, by the way, who who essentially hijacked the Grammys from Taylor Swift. Uh, by the way, 32,000 of whose concert tickets I uh, somehow got on Amazon the other day. I, I don't know what to do about that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and Milo and Nick and Kanye's dinner with Donald Trump when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the state. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Hey, don't forget, check out former NBC sideline reporter Michelle Tafoya, host of Sideline Sanity, a hard-hitting podcast that focuses on pop culture, politics, and world news from Michelle Tafoya's unique perspective. She'll coach us through the chaos and lunacy we see all around us. We're catching us up with the expert guests that she has the line on. So go to SalemPodcastNetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Com. That's Michelle Tafoya. What could possibly better be in the whole world? By the way, this one goes out to all of my friends who've decamped to the south in recent months here. Decided to give up on Minnesota. Partly because of politics. Partly because of the weather. In the realm of politics, I've already answered that. Well, I, I got to say, I reserve the right to walk away someday, but being half Viking and one quarter lowland Scots white trash, 
darned if I'm going to run. And honestly, what do you do in life with no winter? I mean, what, what's the point? I love winter. I mean, okay, along about end of February, early March, uh, when it's below zero, uh, some of that love may get tempered with a little bit of, let's just call it tough love or perhaps denial. That's fine. I could not live in South Carolina or Florida or South Texas. Granted, I'm looking forward to visiting South Texas sometime this winter, but I couldn't live there. Ed Morrissey, God love you, man. I will take a little bit of cold in the winter over uh, Texas summer heat every time, 10 times out of 10, uh, as long as I have some winter to look forward to. And by winter, I mean the winter like we had last week. Not yesterday, but earlier in the week. A little bit of snow, a little bit of snow blowing, a little bit of hot cocoa and old-fashioned over the fire at night. That's, that's winter. That's the good part of winter. I could not live without that. And anyway, uh, we were talking before the break about Donald Trump's dinner with Miley Yiannopoulos, Kanye West, and Nick Fuentes. Now, uh, Kanye West needs little introduction to most of you. He is a highly controversial hip-hop star going back. 15 years now. He's been around for a while. Uh, He is, whether you recognize hip-hop as a style of music or not, uh, it is. And he was one of the best at it. Uh, He's a brilliant rapper. You may say that's a contradiction in terms. You go ahead and try it. (laughs) Uh, And that's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to appreciate it. That's fine. I'll be let a thousand lights shine. He certainly had his role Let's just be diplomatic and say he, he played a role in Donald Trump's performance among black Americans. How big a role? We don't know. The fact that black unemployment was the lowest it had been in generations uh, did help contribute to the fact that Donald Trump got more re- black votes for Republicans than anyone since, I believe, Richard Nixon in his first run for president in 1960. That's nothing to sneeze at. And Kanye West adopting uh, a dialogue with Donald Trump certainly had something to do with that we we know this we know this how much we don't know i i have to suspect there's a whole lot more than uh, i give black voters a whole lot more credit than to think they just blindly follow some celebrity to the the the, the polling station i'll just say that miley Yiannopoulos needs little introduction and that's okay because i'm not really equipped to introduce him i don't care about him one way or the other he's a loudmouth podcaster nick fuentes Again, I've heard of him before. He had some involvement in January 6th. I, I learned a lot more about him in the last week than I had known about him in, in years. He appears to be a young uh, a young Alex Jones-type character, only probably farther out and worse in his own way. He's in, in, a, in an age where terms like Nazi have been greatly overused and horrifically, unconscionably devalued by the modern leftist narrative, the guy probably qualifies. He, he's an active Holocaust denier. In, in a term, at a time when terms like Nazi, fascist, white supremacist, and racist have all been scabrously devalued by use against people who are none of the above. I mean, I've had some mental defectives refer to me as a fascist and a Nazi in the last two months, neither of which is, uh, both of which are absurd and very much worthy of, in my younger days, reworking your dental work for you. 
if you catch my drift, and I think you do. So given the fact that these terms are all been overused and, and devalued in a way that, that future generations will condemn us for, I think, and by us, I mean all of you who are doing the devaluing, I have to say that, that Nick Fuentes probably qualifies as, as all of the above. He has voiced uh, some, some sentiments that, that say, yeah, maybe Adolf Hitler had a few good points. Maybe uh, <laughs> some points that, that are quite clearly and exuberantly racist and explicitly denying the Holocaust. And I... And I've, along with that, I have seen this this parade of of hopping up and down on on the left, saying, "Hey, Republicans! No Republicans are are condemning this." Well, and then when Republicans started condemning Trump for appearing with Yiannopoulos and Fuentes and uh, Kanye West, for that matter, who himself appears to be going through a bit of a mental breakdown in recent months here. Uh, they say, well, only because we told you to. Well, okay. Let, let me, first of all, Nazis bad. My ancestors spent the best years of their lives hunting Nazis. It was interesting. I was called a Nazi by, let's just say, uh, I'll. what's a good charitable term I could use? A useless twerp on Twitter uh, who on his Twitter profile advertises grandson of a Nazi hunter. Well, okay. Uh, in this in this particular person's case, uh, let's just say grandparents' virtues don't pass themselves down through the generations. And all I could say is, yeah, well, my grandparents hunted Nazis too, or at least their their family members of that generation hunted Nazis uh, while they were still shooting back. <laughs> from uh from from the cockpits of aircraft and from the turrets of Sherman tanks they hunted their nazis back then back when they were still ensconced in firearms not uh ensconced in tanks and aircraft and behind rifles themselves not hiding out in south america uh but the yes if you are a republican and you are entertaining uh racist views anti-Semitic views, uh, you you need to get right with God here. You need to get right with your beliefs. And I'll explain what that means in a moment here. I, I mean, I repudiate you. I, I have known, I mean, the number of actual Republicans I have personally known who have exhibited any such view, I mean, people I would put anywhere on the right side of the conservative spectrum in my years of involvement in conservative and Republican party uh, politics would fit in this room with me right now uh, in which there are currently five chairs and leave two chairs uh, open. And that's being generous. But I, I, I realize it's entirely possible that I'm suffering from a certain amount of Pauline Kael syndrome. Of course, the famous New York Times writer who said, hey, how could Nixon have won in 1968? Nobody I know voted for him. I mean, nobody I know denies the Holocaust. I come from a generation of people whose grandparents saw it firsthand, uh, busted down the gates of some of the camps. Not my grandparents, literally, but people of their generation saw what had happened. And so if you're a Republican who who 
entertains some of these uh, some of these ideas. The idea that one way or another, uh, black people have are inferior in some way or another, or that the Holocaust never happened, or 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 that Jews ex- exert excessive control over the world's banking system. You need to get right, and I'll help you do it in a civil way for right now, but get it straight. Uh, I, I don't know how to put that more civilly than that. You're wrong. And you you need to be, I'm not going to say you need to be held accountable for it. I mean, events and the world hold people accountable for this sort of thing. But you need to learn. You need to be less ignorant. I'll just leave it with that. But I, I want to talk more right this moment about the about how this harms conservatism, not just because the left is going to, via Berg's 17th law, make the most they can out of this. I mean, Nick Fuentes, a person I, whose name I had heard, whose significance I was unaware of, who I was told probably is more better known among younger people. And I, I confirmed that myself with a Twitter poll, albeit very unscientific uh, poll. It turns out, yeah, people under the age of 35, two-thirds, probably 60% of respondents had heard who Nick Fuentes was. And among people over 35, it was more like one-third. So Nick Fuentes doesn't matter so much for people who've actually been out and in the world just a little bit. But I got to talk for a moment here after understanding that I condemn this sort of idea. And, and if you are... Sp- voicing ideas that that get close to these we need to have a word Stephen Crowder uh, because I it, it's a long story here but Stephen Crowder I believe was somewhat partially misquoted in saying that that uh, Jews have an excessive influence in show business and partially accurately we need to have a talk about this because conservatives don't get a pass on this sort of behavior and we're going to talk about the political damage it causes, because I think it ties in with what just happened here in Minnesota. I don't want to talk about that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Just pick them up from Yale. They're even cheaper if you take a pair. Gonna win. I also bought the opposition. It's better to be safe. You never know. Get into the spirit at thefishtwincities.com. Tune in now for the soundtrack of the season, supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Listen in with the free Fish Twin Cities app. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you 
you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's creoninfo.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. Hey, don't forget the stock and barrel hunting forecast, the info you need to hit the field. Get yourself in position to bag your query with the hunter's forecast, Thursday, 7-11, 3 and 7, courtesy of Stock and Barrel. Minnesota's top shooting range with two locations, Chanhassen and my home range, Egan, where I may or may not, but definitely am headed right after the show. So I got feel the need to punch holes in paper. Stock and Barrel's hunting forecast. It's uh, time for, for uh, hand-to-hand moose season. I'll explain that one on the show one of these days. Perhaps the Christmas, uh, but one of the broadcasts before Christmas, we'll talk hand-to-hand moose season here. Uh, by the way, uh, my our good friend of the broadcast, Frank uh, Pafko, from, uh, who, by the way, is Jack Tom's actual transportation czar, has been reporting the results from Republican State Central. Early on in State Central, it sounded like the opposition was winning a bunch of the procedural votes for purposes of getting uh, rules changed to potentially mount a, uh, a challenge to Dave Han's chairmanship. Cha- Dave Han, uh, in fact, prevailed in one ballot, uh, getting over 60 percent of the vote on the first ballot. And the uh, the incumbents pretty much are carrying forward here. Donna Bergstrom uh, just won uh, a few minutes ago, a little bit ago, I guess, here looking for the results here. Uh, was elected with 59% of the vote, 188 to 129. So she's been reelected deputy chair. Excellent job uh, there. And uh, the new candidate uh, for, we actually have a new uh, secretary for the uh, uh, woman named Jenna Dix, uh, just won with 50.1% of the vote. That's enough to get by in the uh, secretary race. So uh, congratulations uh, to the entire slate. Uh, hopefully we can move on and have a much better 2024 than we had in 2022 here. So anyway, 
yeah, our good friend of the show, Chris, uh, points out that he was disappointed back in 2016 that uh, Trump, quote, didn't know, end quote, who David Duke was either. There is a bit of a history with Donald Trump and being, uh, let's just say, a little bit of uh, behind the saying, claiming he's a little bit out of the know on who the, shall we say, problematic characters are uh, that are associated fairly or unfairly with the right. I have to say Nick Fuentes and all alt-right figures are unfairly associated with the right. Uh, there's a excellent PragerU piece by Michael Knowles on what the actual roots of the so-called alt-right are. And in fact, they're they're not associated with conservatism as we understand it in America in any way. Uh, for starters, they reject the Judeo-Christian influence of Western civilization. They are they reject the primacy of the individual. They're very much identity focused here, and uh, essentially, they they reject most of the traditions of of Western civilization. So they're not conservatives in any sense that we understand. Nick Fuentes, uh, even less so. Again, uh, Holocaust denier, racist, white supremacist, all all of which are pretty darned clear, even if you allow for the fact that these terms have been grossly devalued. Here's one of the, I mean, and again, I, uh, for those of you who might still be in doubt, I completely repudiate all those uh, concepts here, but here's where I think this is a problem for the, and I've seen conservatives or at least Republicans over the last few days, try to equivocate in favor of Trump on this issue here. And I know I've got Trump fans in the audience, and I say this with uh, with all due respect and, and certainly looking for a dialogue on the subject. But if there's one thing conservatives need to get into their heads is that, yes, there is a battle to be fought on social issues, but conservatives win when we stick to our principles enough to convince other people that they matter. And those principles, at the end of the day, are limited government, equality of every person as individuals, not as identity groups, but individuals before God and the law, and the free markets and the opportunities that, that it offers. And, by the way, the, the, the preservation of public order that is an absolute prerequisite for any sort of prosperity. Because, again, as we've discussed in the past, there's a three-way tension behind any successful society without public order, some general sense that your property is not going to get stolen, uh, then freedom is impossible. I should say without, without that, prosperity is impossible. And without prosperity, freedom is purely academic. I mean, if you're getting up at dawn and working till sunset to barely keep your family alive, maybe barring a famine, then freedom is purely academic. You're not concerned with the rights of man when you're trying to keep the wolf literally and figuratively from the door. And when Republicans focus on that on purpose, as, for example, they did in, in 1994 with Newt Gingrich's contract with America, as they did in 1980 and 1984 when Ronald Reagan swept to landslide victories, focusing on the essentials of government in 1994, the essentials of of husbanding better economics at a time of, of great prosperity. In 1980, in the case of doing the job of protecting freedom around the world and rebuilding the American economy. 
Those are the essentials. That's the blocking and tackling of running a free society. And those happen to be the times when conservatism prospered politically. That in 2010, when the Tea Party response to Barack Obama's governmental gigantism uh, drew blood. When conservatism and the Republican Party focused, sometimes in spite of itself, on what actually mattered. Limited government. Equality of individuals, not groups, before God and the law. And opportunity, again, for individuals. Now, Ronald Reagan clearly tapped into that. Those were the glory days of modern American conservatism. Newt Gingrich tapped into it with the contract for America at a time, a much less fraught time in American history, a time when we were trying to figure out what to do with all of this post-Cold War prosperity. The peace dividend uh, that Bill Clinton and his reputation prospered so much from was brought to you by conservative economics. The Tea Party Revolution of 2010, which made the GOP institutional GOP so very, very uncomfortable. Again, that was the GOP returning to the parts of it of its roots that matter to people across the political spectrum. And in 2016, Donald Trump managed to connect with that as well. He, in a sense, revived some of the spirit of the Tea Party, some of the populist uh, wing spirit of the Tea Party that had been driven underground by the establishments of both parties in 2012, Donald Trump reconnected with that and passed along this idea of, you know what, we're going to (laughs) get... Donald Trump may not be perfect, far from it in many of our cases, but he may stand a better chance of connecting this country with those essentials more limited government, better equality before God and the law for individuals, and economic opportunity for all of us. Trump stood, said an awful lot of moderates in 2016, a better chance of connecting uh, the people and an administration with those principles than the alternative did, than the alternative Hillary Clinton. Now, say what you will about the 2020 election. I, as someone who was a Trump skeptic who voted for Trump in 2020 for those same reasons, for the fact that imperfect as he is, and I, I've been upfront about the fact that I've been a non-fan of Donald Trump for 30-some years now, that Trump stood a better chance of at least connecting the American government with those principles than than certainly Joe Biden did, and the last two years have certainly borne that out. I'm not going to relitigate 2020 uh, right here and now, but I am going to say 2022 showed the flip side of that coin. The heads side of that coin, 1980, 1994, 2010, to some extent, 2016, show what happens when the Republican Party focuses on those essentials, limited government, equality, opportunity, order. And what happens when the conservative movement gets pulled off into sideshows is the opposite of that. We lose our way. We, with the able assistance of a Democrat noise machine that is adept at taking these straying bits of focus, this lack of focus, this lack of vision that 
Republicans have when they aren't focused on the fundamentals of what conservative has conservatism has to offer limited government in all of its manifestations from school boards that keep their ideological mitts off your kids to city governments that keep their mitts off of your business to state governments that I don't know follow the science in dealing with public emergencies kudos to Ron DeSantis brickbats to Governor Klink to government that that enforces equality before God and the law on individuals, not groups, which is something you certainly cannot say about government today. Uh, we we'll, may talk briefly about the Twitter papers in just a moment here, an example of, of that, or, for example, the corruption in the Internal Revenue Service in, in de-equalizing people before God and the law over partisan political grounds. Many examples of that not happening or the lack of opportunity. And and by the way, if you've ever (laughs) if there's ever been a couple weeks in history that have started me thinking, maybe some of the conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorists have a point when it comes to the so-called Great Reset. Boy, this last two weeks have done it for me. Maybe we may come back to that. Limited government, equality, opportunity, public safety and law and order, the rule of law, let's call it. Whatever you say about 2022, the Republican Party was not able to effectively focus on that. Sideshows overtook GOP campaigns, at least here in Minnesota, certainly. Nationwide, to some extent. I mean, we'll see what happens uh, in, in, in Georgia with the, uh, the runoff vote there. Uh, and and didn't completely overtake the Republican platform. I mean, the, the GOP won the popular vote for Congress by a fairly significant margin. Uh, of course, the way House votes are apportioned, it's, it, it gave us a slim, a much slimmer majority than the vote might have otherwise given us. But th- that's OK. There, there, there are hopeful signs there. But the hope, the, the sign with, that's a little less hopeful is this. If Donald Trump is the Republican standard bearer in two years here uh, and we are focused on sideshows like relitigating the 2020 election, important as election integrity is, and even more vapid sideshows like why is Donald Trump having dinner with crazies like Kanye West and Holocaust denying racists like Nick Fuentes? This is not how conservatives win. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Picture. Prove me wrong. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM 1280, The Patriot, and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. 
Al Malmberg here. Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll meet Craig Anderson, who is not only the manager of Chandler Field in Alexandria, but also operates Alexandria Aviation. Craig began hanging out at this operation at the age of 16. We'll learn about this fixed-based operator and learn the history of Chandler Field, which was an important factor in the Allies' victory during World War II. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Uh, Nick, what are you doing? Well, Adam, Thanksgiving is over, so it's officially time for the holidays. And it's time for our Legacy Box Cyber Monday sale, which means you can save up to 65% when you digitize your home movies and pictures. What an incredible reason to join the millions of people who've entrusted Legacy Box to safeguard their recorded memories. Plus, Legacy Box is the best gift for you or a family member. It's what Better Homes and Gardens called the most sentimental gift to make this holiday season special. Special. And what Reader's Digest called a genius product. That's because Legacy Box is simple and safe. Just fill and send, and you'll get your new digital copies of your treasured tapes, film reels, and photos. So turn on the Christmas music and make sure to visit LegacyBox.com and shop our Cyber Monday sale to take an unreal 65% off. Our Cyber Monday sale is going on now at LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com to take 65% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget Jack Tomzak, the new guy, actually being sat in for by the new gal, NASCAR Kelly, joins us. She of a long time... Uh, Phone call fame. We'll have to uh, see what she has on the show today. She's got a way of lending the guests. So NASCAR Kelly in for Jack Tomzak up next. By the way, don't forget Brad Carlson, the closer edition, coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, here on, uh, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. So much going on this last few weeks. Anyway... By the way, i got to point out that uh, the band Elephant in the Room is uh, enjoying a well-earned week off. We had a couple great gigs last week. Last Friday night, we were at the Savage Legion. I should say the Dan Patch Legion in Savage, Minnesota. I just love saying Savage Legion. And uh, before that, we had a uh, Wednesday night gig, the night before uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve at the Rosetown American Legion in Roseville. Uh, we have a couple nights, uh, a couple weekends off coming up here. We'll be back at the Rosetown Legion New Year's Eve. So if you've got nothing else going on on New Year's Eve, hope you can join us there. It's going to be a lot of fun. They, uh, I'm told they draw a pretty good crowd. We'd love to have you part of it. And by the way, go to elephantintheroomband.com uh, to find out more about our upcoming schedule. We have got more gigs booked into next year more densely booked than we have ever had in the history of the band here. I mean, things are kind of, I don't want to say taking off, because it's not like 
we're going to be going on tour and playing. No, it's going to be a fun time. We have a great time playing all of our clubs. we got some new clubs coming up next year. So that's going to be a lot of fun all by itself here. So 651-289-4488. The Twitter files came out this uh, yesterday. Uh, Elon Musk handed the whole subject off to Matt Taibbi, who himself is something of a dissident from a mainstream media, former Rolling Stone reporter who went rogue, one might say, having uh, actually done the unthinkable in major media terms and started thinking for himself and stepping outside of the mainstream media narrative and doing it with great effect. Uh, he has actually been uh, taking the ball and running with the uh, the Twitter story uh, this past uh, couple days here. Uh, yesterday, of course, ran a 36-part Twitter series. Twitter series, you say? Why didn't Elon Musk do this? Well, there's a great question. Uh, we'll have to figure that one out over time here. Uh, great piece in National Review today by Jeffrey Blehar about uh, looking at Matt Taibbi and Elon Musk collaborating on getting the Twitter files out there. Long story short, nothing in the story that we didn't already suspect, uh, which is to say uh, figures in government uh, worked, basically pulled their influence with people on Twitter's, quote, safety team, end quote, to remove things that they wanted to see removed. Now, the, the some of the lesser brilliant lights of the mainstream media, like uh, Ben, I believe it's Ben Cohen, the dystopia reporter for NBC, said, well, it's just the, the papers show that this happened on both sides of the fence. Yeah, well, it happened in proportion with the people on the safety committee, the censorship committee, if you will, at Twitter, who held the respective political beliefs, which came to about 90 percent left of center and 10 percent all others put together. So when the call came out to remove tweets that weren't favorable to the Biden administration, the tweets were removed that weren't favorable to the Biden administration. There was a much lower probability of things that unfairly uh, dragged Republicans and, for that matter, President Trump being removed. Like, for example, Russian collusion posts continue uh, flitting around with abandon. There were some who said, hey, the tweets that were removed were mostly pictures of, uh, how do we put this delicately in Salem media terms, uh, Hunter Biden's privates that were tweeted around. Well, some of those were removed. It's it's true. But so was the New York Post's perfectly legitimate coverage of the entire laptop affair. So were perfectly legitimate discussions of everything else on the laptop, like 10% to the big guy. This is a subject that deserves really an hour of its own, and I may, may, as hopefully the the follow-up uh, continues over the next week or two, that will, I, I, I may grab an hour for that next week here. Uh, so much to talk about there. Also, much to talk about. I mentioned before the break how I'm starting to see the point of some of the, quote, conspiracy theorists when it comes to uh, going, uh, wondering what the, the the goal of things like the, the Great Reset are. A great piece by John Hayward this past week, actually a Twitter thread uh, on, from John Hayward of Breitbart on, and I quote, the end game of the electric vehicle revolution is not the same number of people driving around except using EVs instead of gas-fueled cars. The end game is sharply restricting or eliminating personal transportation for the middle and lower classes. And I thought this is 
sort of like the controversy from 10 years, eight to 10 years ago about compact, uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs. Anybody remember them? You might not. Uh, if you're under age 10, you may you not remember them. Government and the expert class all but delivered them to your house and forced you to change out incandescent bulbs to these uh, bulbs within the last 10 years or so. Government tried to jam them down by force of law, notwithstanding the fact that they were pretty darn expensive compared to traditional incandescent light bulbs. And uh, we even, yeah, they were ha- hazardous waste to dispose of. They contained mercury. And they, by the way, had many other drawbacks, like the light gave a lot of people headaches because they're fluorescents. Anyway, just about the time the jam down was heading towards completion, the free market came up with the LED light bulb. It's cheaper. It's better light. It's easier to dispose of. They're cheaper. They're cheaper. They're affordable. They use less energy. They're cheaper. Anyway, this is being paralleled as we speak with the whole electric vehicle issue because with all of the shortcomings of the electric vehicle being shown to us, I mean, Switzerland just banned charging EVs during periods of electric shortage, and they will not be the last. Honda just demoed its first hydrogen vehicle, a vehicle that could recapture all of the glories of the internal combustion era for cheaper and keep people throughout the world driving and mobile. And the new feudal system is going to try to gun deck deck that. Just you watch. Oh, this is worth another whole hour by itself. Thanks for tuning in. NASCAR Kelly up next. God bless you all. God bless America. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma, and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at Oneplace.com or on the Oneplace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit Oneplace.com today. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. 
If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWE. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.